we're back. Welcome hey, to yeah, another world. podcast by Keen the Lake, the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. This is Jake, your host, and with me as always is Wilson Ramon Torres. Hola. Jake, Senior. how you doing, man? I'm not doing too bad. Not Dude, doing too bad. Jake's like got a tan. Weeks. I do have a tan. Dude, he is dark. I try. And that's Jake, dark. Maybe, maybe you could be Jake Ramon Torres. Jake <laughs> Ramon Torres. I could go with my mom's maiden name and go Jake Ramon Palestine. Oh. <laughs> there we good. go. That and that too. third lovely voice with us today is the brand ambassador here in the United States for Avalar Whiskey, Callum O'Donnell. Dun, 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 dun. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> And I love that music, man. That music puts me in the mood. Know, right? And it's our third, music. our fourth, and hopefully silent partner over there on the <laughs> floor is Remy the dog. <laughs> Remy, you be good? All right. Yeah, you're good. good. As always, uh, we've actually, well, as always, since we took a week off from last week, we apologize about that. Uh, my daily job as a brand ambassador for a little distillery called Star Ward out of Melbourne, Australia, kind of uh, took a hold of my life, as it probably should since it pays the bills. And I was in California the week before last, and then I decided to go on a little vacation sponsored by Beam Centauri. Um, to, <laughs> Which was very nice of them. The cr- very, very nice of them. Thanks, so, um, yeah. do that for me. You should, yeah. You should marry somebody who works for Beam Centauri, and then, <laughs> and then hopefully they win a trip through their Christmas raffle, you and go. you get to go down there. Yeah, well, there you so go. that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, Wilson, who is the brand ambassador for brand market manager, representative, all around good guy for Union Horse Distilling Co. here in Chicago. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. He probably was also busy that week too. We just couldn't arrange any time to actually yeah, record a podcast. And we have so many podcasts coming up as Whiskey Week in Chicago approaches that yeah. we just decided after one year of doing a podcast every single week, we're going to take, <laughs> take one off. Yeah, take, take a day off. Just yeah, take one. Matt one Brown was off. happy that we took one off. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. Anyway, I can appease him in life. That's all I really look for. Um, Wilson, do you have to already take off, though? I do have to go, Jens. Wilson yeah. has to go do his regular job as we're recording here on a Monday evening. Yeah. I'm going to do my other work after the podcast. But I think Wilson's going to drop back because the yeah, count. Yeah, it's not, it's not far away. It's, not, it's less than a m- half a mile away. You're going to bring so us some food or something? I can. Yeah, I'll text you guys and see if you guys want anything, and I'll bring it back. I was thinking of going to Fountainhead for dinner tonight. Mm. So. Where are you going down? Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah? Let's do that. I have to go see Bob. Yeah. Big bad Bob. Time to see Bobby, yeah. So Time. what I'll do is I'll head out, and then um, I'll text you. You guys are still here. I'll stop by. And then we'll head out. Yeah, cool. Let's do that. I bet we'll be here. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably be we'll probably be fifteen whiskeys deep though by then. We are uh, drinking a little bourbon whiskey yeah. from the great state of Kentucky, from the wonderful distillery of Wilderness Trail. Yeah. Nice bonded, bon- bonded Beautiful bond. bottle. Is Beautiful well. bottle. It is a nice bottle. Um, I don't think we've ever drank this on the podcast. No. I think I brought it to podcast before. I, I, believe, trail. I believe you have, but yeah. I think I think no, you put it on a table while we were here. Okay, maybe here that's so. Yeah, and never when we a selection of whiskeys. Bottle sixty-four th- of two hundred fifty-eight. There you go. And I think it really fits the mood right now. As I was ahead of fire in my, my living room yeah. earlier this morning, if yeah. you can smell it still here. It smells good. It's got that that beautiful. Mm, I mean, yeah, I one of one of my favorite spots in Chicago is uh, Sportsman's. Yeah. And the other night there, oh, they, they, uh, the other the night fire. there, they had the they had the fire going. Yeah. And you go out there and you. You sit by the fire. You have like a really nice. I, I was drinking a Rob Roy on the rocks, oh, which was you like you know what they, they, they give you those kind of old school tumblers and um, yeah. and sportsmen's. And uh, I was out there, out the back, in front of the fire. Oh, you know, 
It was just lovely. And wake smell. up in the morning, wake up in the morning, you still kind of smell it on you. It's nice. Oh, yeah. But I like it's that. Nice. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love it, it, man. I love it. I love when that little bit of smoke and hickory holds on to you. Yeah, pairs, to your, pairs to your jacket. Sticks to your skin. That's what I liked about smoking cigarettes. I used to always, I used to always put them in my, my front breast pocket right here, my jean jacket. My jean jacket would always kind of smell like stale cigarettes. Do you never... Um, do you never get the, the urge? I always have the urge. The urge. <laughs> I've got uh, the need. Truly, actually. I, there was about, uh, must have been last summer, I had about a six-week stretch where I had to, every day, hold back from smoking a cigarette. Oh, uh, man. I, I, See, I was socially just, or just within yourself? Um, Socially, definitely. It was heightened. I One night in New York, it was like 2 a.m., my coworker from Australia, who's Irish, was in town in New York. I know, it sounds confusing. But <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so he's an Irishman living in Australia, but was visiting you in New York, where you're originally from Des Moines, but you live in Chicago, but you were visiting New York. She. She. Yes. Wow. If you turn it all into a lady, then yes. Oh. Um, but she was smoking, she was lighting a cigarette from her lighter had ran out so she grabbed a little uh, candle from a table of this bar oh, we were at man. and she was lighting it in the doorway because it was windy and just like we're all sitting there at the bar watching her do this like she really needs a cigarette I'm like that cigarette sounds very very good but mostly so I, it was just well, kind of every day from drinking I, I like I have moments where I'm, if I'm if I'm if I'm out and I'm like I've had a few drinks, like especially whiskey, man. Like a few whiskeys deep, and I'm and always like, "You need these. You need the square." And I and I never, I never, I never smoked until, till like last year, really, in California. Oh, right. um, and when I moved out to California, like I needed, I don't know what it was, but like because mm. I was because I was driving all the time, I couldn't have oh, a drink yeah. to like come on nerves. Makes sense. So I would sometimes bum a, bum a cigarette, like mm. from people, yeah. like just like be like, "Oh, can I bum a ciggy?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." I stopped smoking in California on February 9th, two thousand fourteen. It's oh, not like shit. you're counting or anything. No, no, nothing. <laughs> cigars were my thing. I yeah. love cigars. Taxes will do that. End that to you, though. But then the taxes, <laughs> yeah. I was smoking at least every Friday. Every Friday was my lunch. I would go out and have a a, a quick Maduro and then maybe a what well, back then it was called a coke. It was a it was a uh, a stick and a Bill Cosby. This is all before the Bill Cosby thing mm. went down. A stick what and happened? a Bill Cosby. What happened? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell so us about that? Basically. <laughs> A stick in a Bill Cosby is essentially you just obviously you, you you pick up your 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 normal you know cigar that you I love those Maduro so I would get a robusta Maduro and a an old school <laughs> they would have an old they had an old school uh, Coke machine Coke bottle oh cool machine. nice yeah. uh, so you pop nice. in seventy five cents oh. nice cold ice cold in the glass the short you know bottle you know, uh, bottle yeah. ones. <laughs> Pop that open and you just, I don't know if Play to me, it just, jazz and stuff. Uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was at Iwin Reese over there on Wabash and, um, they are probably still probably. The I think, I think Wabash might only. be my favorite Chicago <clears throat> street name. Yeah. Wabash. Yeah. So we called Wabash. it the Coke because it was, you know, coconut, you know, when he, he endorsed Coke back in the day, it was like, have, you know, yeah. have a Coke and a Have a glass of Coke, man. Yeah. So that was my He's thing. got that smooth voice. I loved it. I loved it. I but just, on that note, gents, I'm going to uh, go sell some whiskey. And um, I'll be back, and then we go out and have some dinner. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have some dinner. Cheers, yeah, everybody. Nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll still be here, poss- possibly. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Depends yeah. on if Remy wants to. She's, oh, she's like, oh, what do you say about me? <laughs> I was just sleeping. <laughs> no, well, um, but uh, it was, uh, as Wilson, that's fine, don't worry about it. As Wilson takes off to go sell a single barrel release. Um, oh, wow. Is that what it is? I believe that's what he's doing. You're doing a single barrel release, Wills? My single barrels are being affected by this Damn. little thing called coronavirus. Oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You sound like you have coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, definitely got, I definitely got the throats here. Uh, yeah. But I was saying to Wilson that, you know, on, on the lead up and 
and I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about it now, but on the lead up to um, on the lead up to you know St Paddy's Day, mm-hmm. obviously Pernod Ricard, which owns Aberlour, in case anyone out there is wondering, um, owned by Aberlour. So <coughs> we also own Jameson Irish whiskey. So ever heard of it? Oh God! <laughs> Can I get like a shot of Jameson? Yeah. Can I get a shot of Jamo? Did you like do five dollars shots of Jamo? Like, can a I beer? get a, fi- a shot of Jamo with like a pickleback? Oh god, it's just it's so bad. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been out a little bit the last week or so, trying my best to support, and and that's one of the prices that you pay for being in a big corporate company. You know? Yeah, because we're about um, well, we're only five days away from this, when the city celebrates St. Patty's yeah, Day. Yeah, Saturday, right? Uh, big, big day in Chicago where the river turns green and every drunkard and within 200 miles rushes the downtown area and Wrigleyville area of Chicago and wastes away until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon when they pass out on a sidewalk, throw up it on a tree, and go home and fall asleep on the couch with their pants still on. Yes, and they, um, they usually wake up on Sunday anxious and mm-hmm. hating themselves before they go down to the south side. Wondering. The, uh, <laughs> the Irish parade. The Irish, the true. Southside Irish Guan, sure, look, I'd say that's great, like Guan. This is a union house. They all, all the floats say this is a union flute. <laughs> it's a cool parade, though. If you haven't gone, I would definitely check that out. It's definitely worth more I mean, of your time. I think, I think the coloring of the river is, is iconic, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't even, I've never actually seen it. Take place. I've just I've seen it every year since I think I lived here. But have you ever seen them actually? Like no, no you've never done the dying. My part? degenerate friends. Like the of the we've, river. We uh, usually partake in the day pretty full heartedly, which insists of uh, meeting at someone's house around eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Oh no! And start drinking then. Then about around eleven o'clock noon, a trolley shows up at whosoever house we are meeting at, and we go on said trolley for about three to four hours of drinking oh my through God. the city. And then by the end of the trolley, we see who's still standing. By the end of the trolley, you're all trolleyed. Uh, every once in a while, uh, dear Jake uh, had a mishap about six years ago where I uh, I was actually my first year with these people. They're all my girl, my not girlfriend, um, then girlfriend, now wife, all of her friends. So but now my friends. But she was actually, I think, out of town for work. But I still your went, wife was. Yeah. Are you? Both, yeah. yeah. And so I went on the trolley without her. Oh no! So not everybody in front knew of me. all of her friends. Yeah. And oh no, we've been dating for oh, no. eight months maybe, and oh, no. a lot of them knew me. Uh, oh, no. A lot of them didn't know me very well. <laughs> uh, I just uh, got after it real early, and being you know the guy who worked in beer and whiskey was letting people know that I worked in beer and whiskey. And by drinking a lot and of both. not eating anything the entire oh, day, so no. I would say about three around three o'clock in the afternoon on the trolley, I um, felt the urge of I might uh, bring or maybe reshape some of the Guinness I've been drinking all day um, out of my mouth, and I started to uh, take my keys and I had a bottle opener on there and started cutting out to the top of a Guinness can and proceeded to puke in the Guinness can. Nobody knew what I was doing while the time I was doing it and uh, didn't actually projectile any vomit onto the floor or anything like that. Oh, so you got did it, well. Got it in the can, and then as soon as the bus stopped, I got out, and, uh, went and there was a nice little tree on the sidewalk right there just being planted probably for spring, and I decided to grace it with my vomit as well. Oh, God. Felt great after that, and this continued throughout the day. I, I mean, obviously this job, now as a brand ambassador, mm. you know, you, you really kind of learn that 
drinking is bad is as bad as they say <laughs> it is for you, you know. Um, like or copious amounts, drinking copious amounts is yes. as bad as they say. Overindulging. Overindulging. And so unfortunately, I've overindulged my fair few times in my life. No. But the worst one. The worst. The worst time or the most embarrassing time was I was in my hometown in Scotland of Dunfermline. Which is um I mean, it's the ancient capital of Scotland, but it's a bit of a shite hole sometimes, you know. And I was out there, and um, I was drinking these, uh, drinking these, um, these cocktails called Venoms, mm-hmm. which is um, orange juice, vodka, and a uh, a Wicked a WKD, which is an alcohol pop, which so it's like a it's like a um, ready to drink, like an RTD, it comes in a glass bottle, very much like a Bacardi Breezer, gotcha. very 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 sweet. Now, with Venoms, you can only usually drink two of them, and they give you a stamp on the inside of your wrist. And the idea is that they, they give you a stamp on both wrists so that they know. They, you know. For some reason, first two times I went, I didn't get a stamp. And so I got two, two more, so I had four. Yep. I woke up in the morning. I've never been that hungover in my life. And I had a party. I was supposed to meet up with a bunch of other brand ambassadors hmm. who were all back at Christmas. Um, in Glasgow, right? Yeah. And I asked my dad, I was like, dad, can you, you know, I'm going to Glasgow, like, uh, can you drive me to the train station? And he was like, you're in pieces. I will drive you all the way to Glasgow, which is like an hour, an hour and a bit of drive. And I was like, what a guy. you're a legend. You're an absolute legend. All the way on the trip, I'm thinking, I am going to hoy. Like, I'm going to spew right now. I'm going to vomit right now. Ended up getting to Glasgow, jumped out of the car. My dad got out as well. And I was like, I'm not feeling so great. Leaned over behind the car and obviously, uh, you know, expulsed the contents of my stomach. You rid of the demons. Uh, yeah, I, I, I exercised mm-hmm. all of the bad spirits, if you like, mm. um, from my body. And my dad, obviously, in, in true dad fashion, laughed, <laughs> took a video, good man, put it on our family WhatsApp. Might as well. And then once I was done, he was like, so proud. So, so proud. But that night was probably the hardest night I've ever had, like when it comes to like going out and with your friends and trying to be active. Yeah. Like I had to I had to sip my way into Nespresso Martini to try and, you know, like like I'm talking about. Like if anyone out there is drinking an espresso martini right now while you listen to this podcast, mm. first of all. You're a legend. Well done. And second of all, um, you don't really sip an espresso martini. It's like a, it's a real, it's like a, it's not a gulper. No. But it's like a, it's like a, it's, you know, there's a lot going on there. It's dessert. It's like, do you eat, yeah, do, you, you, do you eat a piece of chocolate it's cake lavish. slow? You're drinking no, it. You, you go right in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's scooping, lavish, right? Yeah, scooping, scooping no, away. Or like eating ice cream until you get a, ba- a brain freeze. You drink that until, you know, you're yeah. proper. So, but I was, I took probably about 35, 40 minutes to drink my first espresso martini that mm. night. Um, and the boys that were there, uh, I met a bunch of new guys, you know, and, and, and the, and when, Oh, by the way, it smells fantastic in here. Can it does, I just right? Yeah. Oh, it smells fantastic. Is it bothering your sinuses at all? No, no, it's fantastic. Open it up, yeah. Um, but the, you know, the, the the guys that were there, a lot of them were new. I'd never met them before. And I was trying <laughs> to give a good impression. So I was trying my best to be like active and funny. But oh my God, I was in a bad, bad way. Yeah. And that kind of leads to what we wanted to talk about. Well, it already begins what we wanted to talk about was kind of being a brand ambassador and yeah. when to know to pull back from... Yeah. 
a little bit from all the drinking, all the overindulging. I used comes... to buy apple juice from my bartender in the Dominican Republic. I used to give him a carton of apple juice. Oh, yeah. And I would put it behind the bar and I would walk around with my ice in the glass mm-hmm. and apple juice in there. <laughs> and if anyone said, what are you drinking? I would down it and say, oh, I'm, I was having whiskey. Do you want, you want to go and get another one? And Smart move. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it, was, it was honestly, because in the Dominican, we did so many events that were outsourced and they weren't, you know, the Dominican bar scene, for anyone that's been to the Caribbean, you'll know that I bars... I was just there. Yeah, I was just there, man. <laughs> St. Lucia, man. I was there, man. You weren't there, bro. Um, for anyone that, that's been out there in the Caribbean, uh, the bar scene's quite different. Um, mm-hmm. The bar scene is kind of... Oh, the bar scene is like a little bit more steady than, 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 than America, like out here in the US. I feel that people, people that, you know, they use bars as like big excuses to really go for it. Yeah. But isn't the DR, it's a little bit more steady. Um, you know, people aren't going to be... Bars, they go to nightclubs, right? If they're gonna right. if they're gonna get smashed, um, if they're really gonna go and dance and wanna you know screw around or whatever. As I pour myself another one of these, mm. um, Wilderness Trail, Kentucky Straits, uh, the bourbon baby, bourbon baby. So all of the events that I was doing were with uh, the bartender was a guy called Joel. Um, I've heard of him. Joel, he really really nice guy, and um, you know, he, he was one of the best bartenders at the time in, in the DR. Um, and we, we used to hire him out for events and he was a brilliant mixologist. But, you know, he really had a talent for, for, for whipping drinks up. Mm. But he would always, 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 he'd say, um, in, uh, in Spanish, he'd say to me, he'd say, do you, have the, do you have the goods? And I'd be like, yeah, man, I got them here. Bang, give him a couple of cartons of apple juice. And that was it, that was it, I was, I was safe. It's good to have a guy like this that. Guy, this guy would look after me. Yeah, he would look after me. He was always watching out for me. The problem was is that when there was another bartender mm. and I said, can I get my usual? They just give me a shivers on the rocks. And it's like, I can't drink 12 of these a night. Like, I'm right. going to die. And try. Um, but yeah, I suppose that, like, onto that question that, or onto that, that point about being a brand ambassador, that, that was my first foray. That was my first two years. I did uh, the 9th of September, 2016, until the 9th of September, uh, 2018. Mm. I was in the Dominican Republic. I, uh, I mean, you know this, but I was part of a graduate program um, that came out of London. Um, which was uh, the Chivas Regal or the Chivas Brothers graduate program. And it was a brand ambassador program. So I learned all my brand ambassadoring hmm. um, from kind of 2016 on. Um, and I, I, man, it's been, I mean, four years now. Jesus, yeah, that's a long time. Three and a half years, four years yeah. um, of doing this. Um, and it's definitely a job that people want. You know, I just had yeah. a call before I came to this podcast. I was on a call with a girl in Scotland who is going to be, she's applied and she's got through and she's in the assessment center for, to become a brand ambassador. She was asking me all these questions. She was like, what's your normal day like? And I said, well, well that's just how that. long is a piece of string? You know, Yeah, like, right. Uh, a normal day for a brand ambassador could be anywhere from, hey, you wake up and sit on your couch and do some emailing, computer work, and admin work for eight hours in your apartment. Expenses. Expenses. Oh, you got to keep track of those expenses. Expenses, Keep track of those expenses. That's the one thing that I've done really well. Other than that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Brand ambassadors. So for anyone listening out there, if you're thinking about becoming a brand, a brand ambassador, you know a brand ambassador, or you, you are a brand ambassador, um, or you've seen money then, mm. they are renowned. They are renowned for sucking at the admin side of things. And my boss, my boss says to me, he's like, you, you never want to be that guy 
that send other people's emails for being late with your expenses. Ooh, you no. never want to be that guy. No. And he's totally right. And I have been that guy before. And it's something that he, uh, that was my New Year's resolution uh, mm. from him. He was like, how about as a New Year's resolution, we, 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 we smash your expenses. You know, it's a great motivating factor to get your expenses done using your own personal credit card. Oh, yes. yes. So I don't mind it because I like to use my Delta card. I use a company card. So. Because I like to get the Delta points and fly <laughs> a lot of Delta flights and get upgraded and such. And then let's upgrade on Delta. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just need... Do you guys want to go down to St. Lucia? I need mm. some champagne on the rocks. <laughs> Have you upgraded before just because you're like, damn, yeah, let's do this, I mean, baby. So before I was in alcohol, I was in event planning and traveled almost every week for work. So... Uh, started to rack up a lot of miles at a young age of traveling, young across, traveling fresh across the country. Um, but enough about that. But anyways, I use my, but I do my own. I use my own credit card, so that way, um, I'm paid every week, which is nice. But also only if I do those expenses. So my boss is actually damn. quite impressed of how damn. she was just commenting on like, Hot I'm surprised damn. how you get these in on time. She's like, it's a little too much to keep up with. Actually, I'm like. I can do them every two weeks, love, if yeah, you love, yeah, if you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But um, keep up with that. But a day of a brand ambassador is such a ambiguous statement to make oh, because yeah. um, it's different day by day. Like today, it's a light day, I think, for all three of us that were here. Yeah, I think Mondays, Monday, Mondays are. yeah. Mondays yeah. are Mondays are very, very steady. I mean, I was out last night, so yeah, I was a little most bit. bar managers uh, you need to speak with, they're going to be off on Mondays for the most part. Um, Monday, Tuesdays are Monday, Tuesday, quite a typical um, mm. couple of like one of those days is quite a typical day off for, yeah. for people that we want to talk to. Um, and I also think as well, like Mondays, for example, like an event on a Monday, mm-hmm. you're going to have a tough time getting people. Unless it's like a holiday thing where it's well, kind of built into the season. Or unless you're in a city such as, for example, say Chicago, yeah. where people are obsessed with booze. They're yeah. obsessed with it. I mean, what if anyone your, is from Chicago out there, oh my God, you guys are nut jobs. You're all nut jobs. Um, yeah, the Burns, that Burns was, was sold uh, out. a Tuesday. Yeah, so totally. That was, the place was, we had to pull out extra tables. Yeah. And we're doing, I mean, I'm doing a whiskey dinner on a Tuesday night soon I'm doing like, I, that is so typically Chicago yeah. like we had I'm doing we, I'm doing a, I'm doing an event on Sunday afternoon this week like so uh I I mean here's kind of like it, if, if, I mean, you're, if you're interested in a brand ambassador job and it sounds great and it is great don't get me wrong but like so I'm gonna be in Chicago Monday through <laughs> Wednesday on Thursday I'm flying to Denver I'm gonna go visit where some they of, where they also drink a shed load of booze yeah be careful there too with the altitude make sure you eat some protein drink a lot of water um, visit some accounts. Friday, I have an event that starts at 5 o'clock in the evening. So it means I'll probably be there by 3, 3.30. We should go to Denver, man. We should yeah. go and do something in the summer out there. Lovely. And then uh, an event all night. Probably won't get back to my hotel until 11 o'clock. Um, have a early flight out to come back home to enjoy my one day off of the week. On Saturday? <laughs> on Saturday, which is Jesus. also St. Paddy's Day oh, God. celebration. So oh, God. Much of a day You'll off. be spewing in a Guinness yeah. can before 3 and o'clock. then <laughs> on Sunday, I have an event uh, at a great bar called The Native Here to support the oh, World, World Wildlife Fund in Australia from 3 to 6. If anybody wants to stop by, free to attend. I'll buy you some cocktails and some drinks. Um, and then I was hmm. supposed to go to South by Southwest on Sunday night, eighty sixth, but coronavirus struck. Dun dun dun. They eighty sixth us, man. Um, Let's do this. Yeah, so now it's supposed to be supposed to be in uh, Texas from till Thursday of next week. But come home, have an event on Friday at Delilah's, 
and Friday the twentieth. So fr- yeah. Okay. 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 There's so, um, yeah, which is we're, it's kind of like their unofficial kickoff to Whiskey Week. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing the. I mean, I'm gonna pop in there. I'm gonna pop in there for mm. for sure. You know, Delilah's. Um, shout out to the, your man. Is it Mike Miller? Yeah. Mike. I, I only know him. I only know him as Mike. But um, <laughs> shout Michael. out to the main man, Mike Miller. Uh, that's a great story. The, the story of um, Delilah's. As far as brand ambassadoring goes, mm. that's a great story. You know, I think what was once uh, a biker bar, you know, people would stop in there. Apparently, this is the story yeah. that I heard. People would stop in there on their way from uh, Milwaukee mm. or from from up north, like coming down through Chicago. It was the best way to get through the city, yeah. and that was the place that everybody stopped. You know, on on their bike tours, the bikers would, you know, taking taking their bikes out on the summer day and in in June or July, and and they would stop in there for a whiskey. Um, it's a great story, and nowadays it's it's iconic, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, it is the it is the leading Chicago. Yeah, anybody bar. who comes to Chicago, that's anybody's anybody. About, like it's interested in whiskey, they definitely yeah. know about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing. How, how many how many whiskeys do they have? Do you think different expression? Not um, different expression. Different I'm, brands, let's say. I think last time, so Mary, who kind of runs the whole show there, uh, I think last time I was in there, which was like two weeks ago, I thought I know that she said over nine hundred. Yeah. But like they just don't even. I mean, that's just on you the shelf. The thousands they have in storage. Who you can't knows? Can't count anymore, man. Marty Duffy has told me like how like Mike has. <laughs> I mean, I don't know this firsthand. This is Marty's story that in his house he has thousands of more whiskey that's just being held there to be transported over. So he's just it's yeah. a stock room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, never, you never you never really know. It's, it's a uh, stock room for Mike. His house is his stock definitely room. one of those places you're thankful to have a list to look at while you. I mean, the list guys in there. Oh. You open it, it's like a binder. Yeah. It's quite literally a binder. It is. And you and, and it's A4 pages, A4 paper, yeah. top to tail, top to toe of great whiskey. Just yeah. whiskey after whiskey after, like phenomenal whiskeys as well, you know. The last time I was in there, I was in there with a really, really good friend of mine. Um, let me uh, let me give them a little shout out. A big, a big Please. whiskey influencer. Uh, well, two friends of mine, they both run... Um, they both run pages, or three friends, if you like. Mm. Uh, there's Whiskey Nomad, oh, yeah. um, uh, which is Sarah and Nick. These guys I didn't are, know you know Sarah. Yeah, man. She's, yeah, from San Diego? Yeah, from yeah, San Diego. I was Diego. just with her. She's amazing, man. We, we had a very, uh, we just said hello. Um, I was with her at uh, Freeland Distillery out of Portland, was doing a little kind of a, uh, uh, meet the distiller type of event. Yeah. And I was doing one later the evening in my, oh, nice. brand, my local... Rep there brought me to that. We met. We had a drink. Man, have you seen their wedding photos of Scotland? No, no. Oh my god! Where did they get married at? Um, they got in Glencoe. Mm. Oh, well, I think I think they even went up Annick Moore and Ben nice. Nevis. Like you know, they they it's the wedding photos. Like, I mean, we were supposed to. Nick it. is a very handsome gent, and Sarah's a beautiful woman. So yeah. like the two of them make a very very beautiful couple. But um, like, have you seen my wedding photos? I mean, you're a handsome <laughs> devil as it is. We were you know? supposed to get married in Scotland. That were was, you? That was the original plan. <sighs> yeah, at a uh, um, up in guys, Sarah Nick, get in touch, guys. Up in Dornick at Dornick, uh, yes, because you got great friends up there, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were supposed to get married at their property. That was my original idea. So my mum has a map of uh, well, a map of of that area of Scotland, but Dornick is the 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 kind of the the primary mm. city or primary town, right? Yeah. Like, rather on the map, like, and my mum's obsessed with maps. Mum, shout out to you. I love you, but. <laughs> You have Maps. some weird obsessive. Maps and chairs. My mum loves chairs. What do you think of that chair? That's pretty a new chair. No, no, no. My mum likes my mum's likes wooden chairs. Uh, like like 
you know, like beautiful handcrafted carpentry wood that she can buy and it's old and it looks like shit. Yeah. And then she'll bring it to the house mm. and she'll like, she'll sand it and restore it. Nice. And she's like all about the, she's your, all about that, you know. My, my wife needs to meet your mom because she built this table. Ah, well, this table is actually very, very pretty. She built that table too? God damn it, Brittany, why are you so good at everything? Well, her and her dad. I'm guessing Rick did more of it. Shout out to Rick. Uh-oh. Father-in-law. Uh-oh. Well, well, good thing. <laughs> it's not digging you, here, Brittany, if you're listening. <laughs> I, I know Brittany does not listen, and her dad does listen occasionally, so <laughs> there we are. So, um, yeah, so I was with Sarah and Nick um, and Aaron when they said to whiskey. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we've never personally met, only online, yeah. Just, just yeah. We, yeah. We, well, I guess we were, in, we were sitting near each other during the uh, Burns night. Um, but I didn't, well, I didn't know who he was at the time oh, until okay, after okay. the fact. And then you saw him on Instagram at he Burns or something. He tagged me or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then it was I'm like, oh, gotcha. um, yeah. So, I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. And, and Nick and Sarah, like Nick is someone that I, I like, even if, even if we weren't connected to whiskey, I would be friends with him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's that kind of guy. Like he's just so, so like we get on so, so well. Um, and Sarah, by the way, is an absolute pool shark. Really? Absolute pool shark. She's such a good pool player. Like we, and obviously up the stairs in Delilah's, they have the pool tables. Oh, yeah. And so last time we were there, we sat down and we had a couple of drinks or whatever. I had, um, I tried the, uh, the Glen Morangy, the mm. Signet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my favorite all-time whiskeys. Shout out to Julio Cesar Ruiz, mm. who's a bartender that I took from the Dominican Republic the first time he'd ever been to Europe. I took him to a competition, uh, the Chivas Masters in London. We stopped in in Edinburgh, stayed overnight in my house, and um, and uh, we went to the uh, the Scotch Whiskey Museum mm. uh, at, the, at the top of the Royal Mile. The I think it's the Society or whatever association. The Royal Mile in Des Moines. No, oh. no, 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 no. Not the only bar in America that sells tenants uh, lager. Um, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried the Signet, and that was the si- and that was the first time I did it. And then the second time was obviously in Delilah's, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal drama scotch. Um, but Sarah and Nick were there, and we went through a bunch of different other scotches there, and some some bourbons as well. Mm. Um, and then we went up the stairs continued to drink some bourbons and stuff. My girlfriend called me and mm. Sarah spoke to my girlfriends and they both bitched about me. But then she kicked, proceeded to kick everybody's butt. Boom. It's very good. Very good bar. Very good bar. Delilah's is one of those bars that's iconic in Chicago. I feel right. like it's the yeah. whiskey bar, right? It is. And there's so many other great ones to try, but it's definitely a stop to go by. And, and that's one of the best things about being a BA is that right. you know, brand the access. Yeah, you know. I think that's the access. It's just the matter of you have to go to those places because yeah, you're trying yeah. to sell your product and yeah. do your job. It's part of it is to hop in there. It's never. I never thought. I mean, I probably I don't know when the first time I went to Delilah's before I was working in the industry, and I never thought I'd be going there on Tuesday afternoons to like hang out and sell whiskey and drink <laughs> beer with other reps and then yeah. like be able to like have my photos on the wall there and all that stuff. So uh, that that's going to be a great thing, man. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's a shameless plug. I mean, I, I it was one of those, I didn't, <laughs> didn't mean to happen. Shameless plug. Well, it, it, it totally didn't mean to happen. It was that our good buddy Ian from Uncle Nearest, he, uh, he had bought one of my photos and I had had it in the back of my car. This is an amazing story, but I love, I love the whole, this whole idea that you're going to be able to, <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say showcase, but that's kind of what it's like. You're doing like a little Art showcase show, yeah, of your yeah. So it's a photography show. I quit photography, um, as I've proclaimed a lot on social media. 
because I'm a, a struggling photographer who um, I've come to grips that nobody wants to buy my art, but that's okay. Uh, or <laughs> it's uh, or make or, or or you make thirty less than thirty thousand dollars a year doing photography and all that kind of stuff and freelancing and, and people, as and well people as don't like, pay you. Yeah, weddings and things like yeah. that. It's a tough gig. It's so, tough gig, uh, it, but I still do. It's it's my biggest passion, if you will, is photography. And um, Ian had purchased one of my photos. And we were both at Delilah's at the same day for a meeting. I was like, hey, I have the photo in your car. So my car, so I'll bring it in. I bring it in. Mary, who runs Delilah's um, with Mike, uh, kind of his right-hand woman, right-hand man, if you will, whatever you want to say, politically correct in this politically correct in the world. Uh, She's like, what are you guys doing? Because I had this giant piece of cardboard that was taped. And uh, he's he's like, I bought one of his photos. And she's like, Jake, I didn't know you're a photographer. I'm like, yeah, I just... Do whiskey to pay the bills. That's a great story, man. So I, she, I opened it up. And she's like, and she starts looking at my Instagram. She texts me later that night and is like, "Hey, uh, do you want to do be our next artist in the walls? Because our uh, Delilah's always has a featured artist as a painter, a photographer um, on their walls and there to decorate the walls." And I'm like, you know, honestly, it's been like uh, that'd be like a dream come true. Ever since I started drinking in there so many years ago, I've always thought like that would be really cool to have photography, especially when I started working in distilling of the distilling world. So they're like, "Well, how about we factor it in?" Um, with your uh, with your company, much as Star Ward, and we'll do a tasting of Star Ward and do a whole charity event. And I told him, well, whatever Man, money, money what, I make, I'll donate to the World Wildlife Fund too. What a sick event! Yeah. That's gonna be great. Man. It'll be fun. Yeah, so, I think the best. I'll part, be the rebel zone. Don't uh, worry. Appreciate it. Uh, I'll buy a pin. How much you sell me? I'm, will you give me a discount it's on a, it's a photo? Oh, Not sorry. Sorry, a piece of art. Thing. Yeah, I'm not selling for very expensive because I just want to make. I don't want to make. I want to raise money for it. So I'm going to sell between two hundred and two hundred fifty dollars. And um, basically, uh, after it, the expenses it costs just to have them printed and framed, it's oh, um, it, you're only it's only like a fifty dollar profit essentially. Yeah. So and also the time it takes them to go into you know to like shoot actually the photo, shoot the photo. Shoot, yeah. And, but uh, <laughs> but I guess the biggest thing is that it, why we're doing it with my company is because it's all based around. Uh, my trip from Australia last year. So a lot of the is about six different prints. Um, most of the uh, prints are from the distillery uh, at Star Ward, and then other places I visited uh, along with the trip. So it'll be fun. Um, I think it kind of showcases what I do with photography, but not always a hundred percent. But it's a uh, it's an amazing opportunity just to you know combine my two favorite things, which is whiskey. And uh, photography, and that's one of the coolest things about this job. Yeah, that is arguably the coolest part about this job is that because I would never have had the that. world yeah. is your oyster when right. it comes to events, when it comes to meeting people. Um, you know, I've spoken about him on this podcast before, but my good friend David Lynch, David Lynch, David Lynch, not the director. director. Everybody just calm down. Not the writer. But my good, my good friend uh, David Lynch, he is such an ambitious guy, He's such a special guy. He has so much ambition, so much drive. But when I first met him, it was in a bar called The Passenger. And I've, I've spoken about this bar before on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, and to remind everybody, this was a bar that um, it was, it had, it had um, basically holographs, not holographs, but like uh, projections on the wall. Nice. And the projections were of, of, a, of a passing um, landscape as if you were on a train. Okay, and so you were the passenger on the train when you sat in the boots. It was a very, very, very cool dynamic and idea. And I met David in there, and he was a brand ambassador. And that was the first thing that I recognized. I was I was at university at the time, mm. and that was one of the first things that I recognized was that um, he had absolute 
control and create over his own creativity. Mm. And it was the only things that were the only things that bound him were his budget and the limits of his creativity. So he could do whatever he wanted to do, you know, with 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 he was working with Jameson Whiskey at the time, but he could do whatever he wanted to do. Um and is if, if the event kind of fit with Jameson's brand, yeah. like he could find a way to to work it, you know. Right. And that's one of the greatest things. I mean, look, look, you're you're getting to showcase your photography, but at the same time you're raising money, people yeah. get to try some great whiskey. It, it, I mean, everybody wins in that scenario. Absolutely everybody wins. And that's one of the beauties of being a brand ambassador, being a BA, is that you do have that flexibility to yeah. to, you know, educate people and to to give people value. You I know? think so many people in this industry have another talent outside of talking, selling, drinking, whatever it may yeah. be when it encompasses whiskey that they can bring. I think a lot of that, I think this job does require to be a creative person. Oh, 100%. Without being, 100%. you know, not be creative in the sense of, you know, being, being an artist or being a musician or anything like that, but just thinking outside of the box. Yeah, and, and it's not about, I mean, creativity, as we all know, um, and I'm sure our listeners all agree, that, yeah. but creativity isn't limited to, you know, art in, no. that, in that form. You know, it, creativity is whatever you can turn your hand to. And yeah. sometimes in this in this job, you have to, you know, you maybe you visit four or five bars in a night, or maybe you, like you said, you're eight hours a day, maybe you do an eight-hour day on, on admin, and you're catching up with people, and you're doing your taxes and your <laughs> expenses, and you're following up, and... But then sometimes, you know, you come into an event, you come into a space and someone says to you, you come into a bar and someone says, to you, oh, we're thinking about doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. And you have to come up with a concept. You have to design the concept. You have to organize it. And you have to make sure that it runs well, yeah. you know. Um, and so it's a, it's a great job. It's it a great it job. is. Like, cause for me, it's like whenever I hear the word Australia, I'm like, how can I incorporate this into my company? Yeah. It's a nice thing. I think this thinking outside the box is probably the biggest creative aspect you have to have. Yeah. Because we've all done dinners. We've all done, you know, cocktail whatever pairing this and that but it's something about always thinking outside the box so it's something new yeah um where like i've done like whiskey and wine tastings we pair with what we age in wine barrels so it's like let's break down the whiskey by having some wines that pair really nicely and massive massive plug by the way just i know we get plugged Mm. all the time Mm. but star ward is one of my one a whiskey that's really blown my mind. That you know, even the even the cheap, even the, on the on the competitively priced side of yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Thirty bucks a bottle sometimes. Oh, for twofold, yeah. Yeah. So the twofold is a really good whiskey. So is it because you're drinking out of a Star Wars glass? Uh, yeah, I saw that. And actually, um, my good friend Camille, uh, she's French. She has a Star Wars hat. Oh. Yeah. I, we I, you gave me two, and uh, I, I distributed one. I think I just had like boxes of uh, many more come in. This time. <laughs> it's a cool. It's a very very cool logo. Thank you. It's very very cool. I logo. had nothing to do with it. Uh, I was going to say, did you you saying thank you like you designed it like the key, by the Keen Lake logo? You get a lot of compliments on that. Yeah, it's fun. You know, something to do. Speaking about that. Yeah. Um, speaking about being creative and being a brand master, mm. we have an event with um, the Jusex, not Jusex, uh, Shubas. Are we still doing that? I, I hope so. So we've been kind of uh, coy on that, um, but also slightly plugging it. Uh, Wilson and I have chatted about, I mean, really, we start, it breached, the conversation breached last fall with uh, with Jamie Duffy, where after she did her first year running uh, Indie Spirits. Where is she, by the way, right now? Um, I don't know. Why? Oh. Because I saw she was on a beach somewhere, and I was like, God oh. damn it, Jamie. Um, hopefully. I hope she is. I don't know. Um, but she is the best. She's the cutest dog in the world. Oh, my God. Her dog is Randy. Up. Like, oh, Randy's a like, worldy. Like that little beast over there. She's she's pretty, but Randy. Oh. Randy, Randy's got everybody beat, man. Um, but, Randy's got uh, everybody beat. Oh, she uh, she asked us if you know we ever wanted to be interested in doing a whiskey festival. And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely 100%. 
but um, we didn't really know where to start it. And then um, this later that fall, almost winter time, uh, you were doing an event over at Shuba's. Uh-huh. I don't know what you were doing it Great for. Great space, Shuba's Tavern. Great yeah, space. We were doing upstairs. Um, Graham was in town. Graham was in town. Uh, Graham stopped by to say hello. Um, had a few drinks. Had a few more drinks. And the next, king of Abelower. The king of Abelower. Next thing you knew that we were doing a little private tour through the entire space of uh, Tide House and with uh, Shupas, which is connected to Shupas. And briefly broached the subject of having a whiskey festival based around our podcast. Uh, conversations persisted, and we kept having these conversations. And apparently, I don't want to say the date, because I don't know if we're still technically doing this, because we haven't heard from them in a bit. Um, we were doing a whiskey festival in April, early April. April which, 4th, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't want to say the date, but... May the 4th be with you. May the 4th. No, it's sorry. close. I know. Close, real I know, close. But anyway, April the 4th be with you? Um, no, it doesn't have to say We were going to do a whiskey festival... <laughs> <laughs> my dog just uh, <laughs> might be dead. <laughs> derping out. She's derping out. Uh, yeah. Laying on her back, legs spread, <laughs> living her best life. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, ADD. But we were going to have a whiskey festival based around the podcast, and we've had some preliminary talks about everything, and essentially what we were going to do is have Union Horse, which is Wilson's company, uh, with Star Award, which is my company, Abelauer, uh with Wilson, or with, uh, excuse me, with Callum, and then a couple other world whiskeys doing a whole world of whiskey uh, festival. And having so whiskeys t- around the world. Whiskeys like. around the world. We get a Japanese one, yeah. we, get a, we get an American, an Australian, a Scotch, an Irish. An Irish. Um, I think we talked about... Possibly a Canadian. Yeah. But not anymore. Um, we, we we did the stream. Oh, Indian. S- Indian. Indian, yeah. yes. So we're doing um, with our buddy uh, Ajay. So from High Road Spirits was going to be, it's going to be part of that as well. So the whole format was that we were going to do a tasting for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes in the beginning on a Saturday afternoon. And then in the middle of the festival, we would record a podcast. But we didn't want to just record a podcast of Wilson and I talking. What we wanted to do is make it all integrated with the consumers so at like the event. So like a Q&A. Yeah, Q and A, whole interactive experience where the hundred and hundred to one hundred and fifteen people that we could fit into the space over at Shuba's could be a part of the podcast. Ask us questions about being a brand ambassador, work, working in the whiskey world. Ask us anything about whiskey, or ask us anything about life. You know, whatever you want to do. Why is the sky blue? I don't know. Um, little tiny little blue particles float through the Earth's atmosphere, and that's why it's reflected that way. I, I think the particles aren't blue, are they? They're particles. The mol- are molecules are blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so science, a little science there for you. Science, <laughs> science, bitch. Inside of that uh, <laughs> fest, inside of the podcast, uh, we were going to have little uh, cocktails um, from each one of our distilleries, from Abelauer, Union Horse, and Star Wars. I mean, are, thinking about it, it's just good if we can get it off the ground. This is yeah. going to be a sick event. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Then we're going to open up. Um, as long as the podcast persisted, if people were enjoying it, we'd do it for at least 35 minutes. If it goes well, we'll, we'll keep going until the last question is asked. And yeah, we yeah. have three hours from the time of 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we'd open the tasting back up afterwards, too, once the podcast is finished. But um, we were going to do it. We were planning on doing it at Shuba's, um, having a whole festival based around uh, Key in the Lake. That I mean, God, man. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I reminded myself of that because... I'm going to get on that. It's We're going to do it. It's kind of what I wanted to have you two here today. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are we still doing this? Uh, <laughs> Guys, are we still running our event or what? Um, but I, we've all been wondering how we can make the festival experience different mm. for guests, different consumer for consumers. Consumer-based. Consumer-based consumer 100%. Because right now, 
and this is something that as a brand ambassador we see all the time as well you know we do these festivals we just did one recently didn't we we, we were beside yeah. each other yeah um day one of my the, sobriety oh was that day one of your sobriety yeah made it oh that was because it was the, the friday was the day before Oh, we'll, the day we... We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get oh, back to that. Oh, my Lord. Um, but yeah. that, we were, at, we were at these festivals and a lot of the time as a brand ambassador, you know, the most important thing is kind of educating people about your mm-hmm. brand because mm-hmm. people's first impression of your brand is the most important um, aspect. It could of, be their first and last one. It could be, I mean, the first impression of any brand in the world. I mean, you think about... Um, Nike and Adidas and you know all these humongous humongous brands Apple um, ever heard of it yeah <laughs> Tesla uh, all your your first impressions of these brands are so so important got one downstairs in the garage um, a Tesla yeah yeah damn right baby I do um, well I'm, there is one there it's, is one it's not but mine. I was gonna say you don't have it <laughs> um, I mean we could go and look at it we could go and take photos of it um, we go knock my neighbor's door so we, you can drive it yeah we can't we can't get in it really but um, and those, those first impressions are so so important but a lot of these festivals what happens is that you're inundated with people mm-hmm. and you're talking about you maybe maybe see 400 people we probably saw four or 500 people that day I believe uh, close to 600 600 people that I think day we had 275 and over 300 for the second one so you're talking about a lot of people and yeah. you don't really get the time to answer questions like you would want to uh, because people just want your most expensive whiskey it also st- for free. It, it also I mean really begins too with your consumer base about the price point that price point was around yeah. $25, $30 for yeah. entry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're pouring whiskeys that are, you know, I'm, I was pouring that day. <laughs> I think I poured Abuna, uh, the Abara 16 and mm-hmm. the 12. Wow. Um, the Abuna's at $90, the 16's at $75, and the 12's at 50 yeah. So, you know, someone can come up and, and, and get, if they want four or five drinks of Abara, like I mean, uh, yeah. there's your there's they your there's your ticket. Hour, they, got, they got three hours to do it as well. There's your ticket. And then there's festivals like Whiskey Fest and Whiskey Live that cost close to three hundred dollars. So it's a different. Um, not discriminating against anybody, but it's a different type of clientele. If you're going to a festival where you're spending hundreds of dollars on an event, you're more likely going to sit there and listen to our spiel. You want, <laughs> you you want to be you want to be educated. I hope, yeah. or at least you want. I mean, I'm laughing because I'm laughing because I'm, I I. I've done events where, yeah, you know, people have paid three hundred fifty dollars to VIP at Chicago Gourmet, yeah, and it was a shit show. Yeah, it depends. It it really it, and it does depend completely about. And I've done events for where it's fifty bucks a ticket or twenty five bucks a ticket, and people like want to just hang out for twenty minutes talking about yeah. booze and scotch. Um, and honestly, it's probably the best <laughs> consumer event where I could say, from a standpoint of the consumers really wanting to hear um, about the brand, especially from my point of view when it's a new brand in the U.S., was an event that cost. About a hundred dollars per ticket, so kind of in that yeah. price range of like you're getting up there for yeah, sure, yeah. and you, but you want to be there. But you can also have like you know it's a Christmas present package, it's a birthday present package where your your wife or significant other who doesn't necessarily want to be there but buys one for themselves as well yeah. comes along. But yeah. that was I would say bang for your buck being able to talk to somebody for f- at least five minutes for every person yeah. that came up to say, "Can I try your 100%. whiskey?" That's 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 right there where you're right in that sweet spot of like, wow, that was, that was a great event. I saw six hundred people in one day, and I feel like every person I engaged with really took away something from the brand. Yeah, and I think one thing that I like is when you know you get um, when it's industry mm-hmm. right, and you get these people from the industry coming over because. Not industry per se in the sense that like they have to be a bartender or whatever, but like people that have 
people that are in branding for booze or they're in the food and hospitality business. I just yeah. did an event with um, with Belter, the oh. Belter Superstore. And the Belter Superstore is on Goose Island and they sell um, a lot of these products that you see in kitchens like smokers and fridges and um, like uh, the taps for, for, or the guns, like the soda guns mm. and all this kind of stuff. You know, the, basically if you want to make a bar, you want to kit you out a bar, spend an afternoon in the Belter Superstore and, and you'll have a ball. Um, and I had an event there and the people there were so... Uh, passionate about what was going on, you know. They were super, super passionate about the whiskey. They really, really wanted to learn about it, and that's great. And that's yeah. something that, as a brand ambassador, you love. You yeah. know? I'm super into that. Like, I love when people come up and and they want to know that Aberlour is, you know, what kind of casks are we using? Where wow. do we get the casks? You know, what like why is why is Aberlour different from you know why is the Aberlour 16 different from the Valvenny 16? And why when we talk about finishing casks, why does Aberlour not say that it finishes casks and all this kind of stuff? You know, what is double Cask maturation. What does all this stuff mean? Yeah. And people are into it, man, and they learn. Um, but then obviously you get the other side where you, like, which I would say is probably fifty percent of the time. I mean, it's more. Uh, oh, ex- yeah, eighty percent of the time the festivals I go to. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah like eighty percent of the time the festivals I go to, people are just like, bro, what's your most expensive one? And I'm like, oh. what's the least scotchy one, dude? Like, what's your smoothest scotch? Scotch, you got more scotch there. What's your th- get out of here? What's your closest to Weller? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do does, does Pappy Van Winkle scotch? Can I have the bourbon or the whiskey? <laughs> I don't really like bourbon, I'm more of a whiskey drinker. <laughs> um, I really like bourbon, it's like Jack Daniels <laughs> is my favorite. You're like, um... I really like whiskey, but not, like, Jameson. Dude, I like, I don't... Anything but Jameson is great. I'm a big whiskey drinker. Oh, what do you drink? Um, you heard you know, of Bacardi? Like, <laughs> Tito's? Like, have you had the Jameson Caskmates? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, um, do you guys do... Do you, do you guys do um, aged White Claw? <laughs> Every day of my life, but that's uh, that's genuinely uh, that genuinely sometimes you know some people are are there for the whiskey, some people aren't, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you, you have to cater to all of uh, all walks of life. Um, so what Callum does is throw free hats into the air. I do. And people love that. People love that little spectacle. They do. They do. I um. So for anyone that's out there that's going to be at our one of our next events, I always take these hats along. Um, uh, they're whiskey for the win hats. My mm-hmm. boss had them made. And um, I mean, I think Jake's going to look for his, uh, but they're phenomenal hats. Great, great hats. And there they are. There's two of them. Brilliant. Um, and when I go to these... Still has the lining in it. Oh, so you've obviously worn it. <laughs> um, still has the lining in it. Uh, and I basically, what I, I like to do is I like to, um, like to kind of heat up the crowd a wee bit by throwing hats. <laughs> Um, Heat up the crowd. There was, there, we did an event in their pants. We did one of the, one of the toughest things about being a BA is the Saturday Sunday. And Wilson's back. Wilson's back, back again. Oh, heading back. One of the one of the big things about being a BA is obviously you lose. Uh, oftentimes you lose your Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Saturday losing Saturday is the hardest thing. Definitely. Um, Which begs the question of what do you what do you do Monday through Friday? Is there a day where you take it light? Is there a day you don't work? Um, it's always kind of a question being defined in my head and also a question that my wife is always asking me. 
She's like, where are you? Um, working, baby. <laughs> I'm working, making those peas. Um, so basically, I think one of the big things for me is that I take this job as, um, like, for example, last week, um, Monday to Thursday, well, Monday to Friday morning, mm-hmm. um, I was like eight o'clock in the morning up, like doing emails, and then I would get home at 11 o'clock at night, yeah. you know, uh, doing emails through the day, like sorting things with the storage room and like bringing, getting, picking up product and making sure that we had the, all of our vents were, were sorted and make sure the tasting was sorted and, um, and you get to bed super late, yeah, right? Um, so when it got to Friday afternoon, like I just sat at home doing emails and mm-hmm. I was like, right, I'll take this easy, take this one as easy. Had a taste in the afternoon. That's fine. Um, and then, you know, by, by four o'clock on Friday, I'm, I'm free. And so what I like to do is I, I, or this is what I tell myself is that, you know, if I have, if I have maybe say I work 10 days straight through a weekend and into the next week and it's chaos, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm flying somewhere, uh, you know, in the end of January, we went to Iowa for the caucus, um, which was super cool. Shout out to Des Moines, Iowa, the Royal Mile, but the only shout out to Bernie. Shout out to Bernie. He just had a rally yesterday, didn't he? Here, I don't know. Or was it yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. Saturday. Oh, yeah. it's in the Caribbean. Um, the Caribbean, and um, so sometimes I'll have those ten that ten day stretch, but it's just madness, uh, and I'm visiting accounts, and I'm meeting buyers, and I'm going on work with, with distributors and helping people out with our whiskey and talking to bartenders about cocktails, and it's chaos. Then. After that 10 days, I usually just take a day. It doesn't matter what day it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just take a day for myself, yeah, you know. Try my best to drink a lot of water. <laughs> um, try my best to take it easy. Uh, and, I mean, I think that this week is going to be one of those weeks, you know. Monday, like, today's quiet, so I'm glad that we can do the podcast. Like, maybe go for dinner later. Um, and then I have, like, one account to visit tonight. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be nuts. And Saturday is going to be... The big one. What's Saturday? St. Patrick's. Oh, that's right. St. Patrick's. Um, so Saturday's going to be a big one. You're, I mean, and you're, you're all over the place this week as well, aren't you? I mean, you come back Saturday morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not that crazy. It's the traveling, you know, it's not that bad. It's a quick flight. But what do you, I mean, what do you think about, like, can we talk a little bit about the traveling? Because yeah, the traveling yeah. is obviously a massive part. And I think a lot of people out there that are maybe mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, thank you guys. I love you all. Mm. Um, all eight of them. Uh, yeah, all eight of you. Thank you so much. But, yeah, like it, I think I think the traveling's a massive part, isn't it? For me personally, yeah, yeah. Um, as a new brand into the U.S., which we've kind of spoken about a little bit in the past. Yeah, yeah um, is that we only have four, three technically three employees in the U.S. Um, plus our founder who moved here, so we have four employees in the U.S. Uh, last year when I first started. It was just me and then yeah. our founder. So it was covering a lot of ground. It was spending a lot of time in New York and uh, California where, you know, there are also heavy markets along with Chicago. And for me, it's, it. I don't, I just wanted to do such a good job and I believe so much in the brand that you just start traveling and you say yes to everything, which... Say yes until you can't say no. That's one of the things 100%. that I learned when I started as a brand ambassador. And I know? still see myself as a young man, even though I'm 33 now. Uh, you are still a young man. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. That's why I want to take advantage of that too. But then you also forget. I just, oh, for, personally, I forget that. Oh, you just, you know, you just got married in July, Jake. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, so you take it for granted in a way because um, my wife and I have been together for almost seven years. And by the time we got married, we've been together for six years. So and she's way too good for you. Way too way. good for me, way guys. If like if you see a photo, if you ever if you ever see us out together, buy her a drink because she deserves it. Yeah, she's damn right she does. <laughs> and she's got a, she's she's got a great personality with yeah. it all. You know, she she deals with it well. But I think that that's definitely something that it takes a toll. Yeah, and it's um, and it, and you know, like you say, you're. I mean, you're not. You're a young man, but at the mm. same time, you're very young as far as marriage goes, right? right. So sometimes that thing, that traveling thing, yeah. and and you have to kind of balance your career with your love life. And yeah. that's definitely something that I'm kind of going through as well, mm. like in the sense that I'm in a long distance relationship, um, which sucks, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely sucks. Yeah. But, you know, there's also the thing that, like, I, I want to make a lot for my career. I, like, I love Aberdeen, I love Scotch, I love doing this job. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when am I going to, it is, it, it is a balance because for me, uh, I started working for the company in April, 2019, mm-hmm. um, got married in July of that, of last year. And I was saying yes to everything. I was gone almost every week, pretty much. Uh, at one point I was gone for three and a half weeks straight, I think, um, yeah. with, from New York to Australia, back to New York to California and back home. And that's difficult, but that's yeah, very difficult. And then at one point, um, they asked me to travel to California. <laughs> uh, I was getting married on a Saturday. They asked me to travel the Sunday before and fly back home the Wednesday before on a red eye. Oh so God. I'd be getting home on Thursday. I was getting married in Indiana. We are based here in Chicago. And in the state law of Indiana, you have to have your license, mar- your marriage license signed 48 hours in advance of the wedding. It's like, well, I physically can't do that. And yeah. it was the first time I had to say no. And it was interesting because all the women I work with were all like, Jake, you're not traveling the week of your wedding. I'm like, I know, but I can't say no. Like, yes, you can. Um, and they, were, they told my boss that, told me that, and then told my boss that again. So it was really great to have yeah. the support from them because they're like, I know what your wife is going through right now. Yeah. And if you, and if you, I'm like, I know. And she's like, no, you don't know. I mean, I think you do, but you don't. Yeah. And I totally agree with them on all, like, all these married women that I work with telling me all that. And I was like, yeah, I can't. Um, and it's, a, it, it was, it was hard because I wanted to do well for the company, but then you're, you're really sitting thinking there like, Hey, this is like the most important day of my wife, my wife, my wife's life. Um, very important to me as well, but the day is a hundred percent all about, I her. mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, weddings are typically, yeah, I wasn't nervous like, about ever getting married. I was nervous that it would just go right for what she played out in her head. Yeah. Her. You want, yeah, you don't, it's not, you're not really bothered how it goes. No. Like you want, obviously you want to get married and you're excited about getting married and mm-hmm. you're excited. But like the most important thing is obviously that you want your wife to have a phenomenal time. hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I lay it down and then, um, but as soon as we got back from our honeymoon, it was full for it again. And then we're traveling through the entire, I was traveling through the entire year. Um, she travels a little bit for work too. So, uh, Thankfully, the week before last, we were both in California at the same time. So we had a little date. We had to go all the way to L.A. to have oh, a date. Oh, man. That's yeah. nice, though. Um, we got to see our, our, our really good friends, my best friend, who is my best man in my wedding, um, who lives out in Los Angeles, You know, have dinner with him and his girlfriend, and just be, you know, have a normal date without working or interfering with anything for once. But it, that, it kind of sucks you have to go all the way to California to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? That's, the, that's one of the... I mean, I think people have this idea that Brandon Baxter... Mm. And it's so funny how many people I speak to mm-hmm. who there's amazing perks of the job before you say it. Yeah, oh man, like yeah. it's an amazing job, and it's my I'll never have a job like this. No, and the people never have it, a job and like this. The people you meet along the way, amazing, yeah, amazing. Apart from you, but yeah, um, mostly just Alan Clark in a bed. Yeah, 
The king himself. The, the king, king of himself. London. The prince of London. Yeah, he's such a legend. <laughs> um, but yeah, the amazing perks of this job. But those are those those moments are extremely difficult, aren't they? When um, you know you're traveling so much and um, <laughs> Remy's getting restless. Yeah, oh. that was the door. Maybe neighbors are home. Uh, oh, Tesla. We can ask him now. <laughs> the those parts of the job where um, you know you 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 do travel and you do mm. work really hard and you are maybe feeling a little bit of strain from the booze or yep. And you have like another four days ahead of you where you're speaking to consumer after consumer after consumer and it's, it's heavy, it's hard, mm-hmm. it's tough to do. Um, but luckily, the perks far outweigh the You're right, and, the no, but, and there's a responsibility upon yourself of when when do I drink? And I did, I, honestly, it's something I've been, it's before I even started working for this company, before I became a brand ambassador, before I started working even in whiskey and before that even in beer. Um, like, do you drink too much or um do you need do you need to drink every day like if even just like a beer like having one beer a day whatever it might be um or a glass of wine at dinner i I, always a question about when do you take a break i'm like well i don't have a problem i know i don't have a problem because it interferes my day-to-day life i don't wake up and like crave a beer i don't like i don't go have uh you know if i go to have lunch someplace and you have a beer like it's just like one beer and i'm like don't even finish it for the most part but it's also important to reset your body. And I hadn't done it, I, I, I don't know. I hadn't done it in the last five or six years where I had taken some a, a stretch of time to actually not drink. And after our yeah. recording of our 60th podcast and our one-year anniversary show, we decided to celebrate as one will do while on the podcast you might have heard. Oh. And then afterwards, uh, down in the brewery at the beloved Big Isle Brewery, the International Recording Studios, also known as Big Isle Brewery, everyone's neighborhood, neighborhood of Chicago. If you're ever in Chicago, please give a visit. Good, good friends. Very good friends. Well, it's way, way too good to us. And we just drank. There was a lot of people around that came to say hi. So we just kept having pint after pint. And it's like, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. We're all in our cups, if you will. And went home and... In the lake. Yeah, in, in the lake. There you we go. We were officially in the lake. We were officially swimming we were in, the lake. in the, the lake. The frozen lake of Michigan. But I came home and I'm like, wow, just just drunk. And the next day we had a festival to work at. And I'm like, I'm not drinking today. I was in pieces that day. Yeah. I was, that was a struggle that we, day. We, we, we all kind of were. I, I mean, I, I got up and like ran that morning, but I don't really remember running. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, it was one of the things we felt fine, but it's like, as a day drug on, you're on your feet for 10 hours. Just you're like, like yeah, get, this me, isn't, uh, get me the heck out of here. Especially on a Saturday, the wet, the sun was blasting it in. It was a great day, too. Phenomenal day. day yeah. And we're locked up in this um, yeah. bar. But anyway. And you know, so I didn't drink that day. I come home. I think I went to bed at probably like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Was super oh, tired, geez, just yeah. worn out. Um, woke up the next day and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not drinking today either. And took two days off. And I was going to California for work that week, but I knew I really didn't have to drink until probably Thursday or Friday um, later in the week for work. And I was like, I'm just not going to drink for five days. So I didn't. It's the first time I've honestly could remember. Uh, intentionally resetting since I was 23 years old after the 2010 World Cup, where I spent way too much time at the Royal, Royal Mile. Mile. Yes, <laughs> I remember this story. I love this story. <laughs> uh, getting there at 9 o'clock in the morning at least, <laughs> at least two days a week, where I had a job if I wasn't working. I had a contracting job in event planning, where if I wasn't 
on the road doing the events, I really had nothing, to, nothing do. to do. And so uh, I happened to have some free time while the World Cup was played, being played out for the month. And, well, you know, I had a few days off. I was there in the morning having coffee. And, Fell in love with football. Yeah, and just drinking and watching soccer. So that sense. but uh, And then after that World Cup, I was like, wow, I need to, like, A, I could physically see it on my body. And <laughs> I could feel it as well. Where uh, so I decided to like not drink for I think almost a month. I I, I think I think that that's my friend, my good friend Paul, yeah. uh, Paul Nealon, um, majestic grandeur Ooh. on um, on Instagram at, legend at, at majestic grandeur legend. Yeah. He was a uh, she was brand ambassador in, in mm. Manchester and in Thailand and Bangkok. And in Bangkok they Bangkok have this uh, they have the the TOT which is the traditional on trade, mm. which are these like karaoke bars and all this kind of thing. Now guys. If you're a brand ambassador, or if you want to become a brand ambassador, or if you're just curious about the life of a brand ambassador, one of the biggest things that we do is obviously these on-trade visits where we visit bars and restaurants and nightclubs and that kind of thing. And we talk about our product and we talk about cocktails and we talk about all this kind of stuff. He used to have to go to these traditional on-trade bars. And in Thailand, in Bangkok, they are like, it's not a joke. They're like, Shh, it's like shots every night. Like, and he obviously did that for years. He did the brand ambassador thing, I think, for for just under three years. Yeah. And um, and uh, he just gave up alcohol on the 1st of January. Mm. And he's gone uh, two and a half months. Nice. And I saw a photo of him yesterday. And he's 12 pounds down. Yeah, I bet. 12 pounds down. And his face, he's got a slimmer face. Mm-hmm. He looks, he just looks better for it, it's you know? Puff, it's puffy, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I definitely feel that, you know? Like, I definitely feel that my face puff, puffs up. In fact, I've probably got a bit of puff going on today. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, it, it's definitely something that you have to do yeah. in this job. You have to take some time off. I love, I love a beer. I love a beer. Like when I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a day off, like mm-hmm. cold beer, cold high life, cold Miller high life. Um, in a bottle. In a bottle. In a bottle. I mean, I don't mind the big cans, but they're nowhere near as good, you know. I hate big beers. I mean, the best, the best, the best is the pony. Yeah, that's the best high life ever created. So give folks, me a, give me a ten ounce beer. Oh, cold the entire time. Give me a ten ounce beer, baby. That's what I'm after. It keeps its fizz. You drink it in like three or four minutes. Yeah, and you're solid. That is the greatest way to drink beer. Yeah, small beers beat big beers. Like, ladies and gentlemen out there, get yourself a pony. Get yourself a high life bot like a mm. box of ponies, mm. like tiny little bottles. I mean, I think they're eight ounce bottles, right? Seven point something. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's the best way to drive. No, it, it, it is like seriously important. I mean, getting back to like for me, it was like two weeks ago now. Um, so I was in LA. I didn't drink my first full day there um, without with good friends too. They don't they don't really drink though either, so it helps out a lot. They're gonna mm-hmm. they ordered a nice bottle of wine for dinner, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just like no, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. And I'm, honestly, I was starting to question, um, will I ever drink again? I was, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I knew realistically probably you not were. for my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. You were gonna drink again. I did go <laughs> almost, uh, almost, almost a full week. It was uh, so Friday to Friday. Hour wise, it was about it would be a couple like, hours short. A couple hours short. Um, but I also did like twenty four hour fast in between there, just to kind of reset my body completely. Because um, with coming, you know, drinking with drinking late at night comes a lot of eating late at night too. 
Yeah. We can add on some pounds and things like that. For me, it's always about, I've always been an, an athlete working out and stuff like that. And my running, I usually run five days a week, six days a week on a good week, run a really good week. And I was cutting more to like four to five days a week and more towards the four side because I was just, it wasn't even necessarily drunk um, next or feeling hungover from the next day, which is being so tired from the next day of being yeah. on your feet until midnight, um, having some drinks. And but the, the worst thing is, is, I mean, I actually love this part of the job, but like being out late on a school, yeah, you know, I love so that part fun. of the job. That's great. Cause but you're talking to the people that want to drink your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great part of the job. Um, I love being out late and knowing that everyone else is in their beds and I'm still right. having fun or whatever. Uh, yeah, but the bar keeps attention. Yeah. yeah. You know, and everybody's having a little drink and everyone's cool and like everyone feeling slick and stuff. But um, one of the things for me definitely is that tiredness, you know, like, because sometimes you get home at 12 and mm-hmm. by the time you've wound down yeah. and got into your bed, right. it's, you're talking about 1.30. And, and, and you might have a call at 8 or 9. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times it's just that you don't, you don't eat dinner as well. So you're, you're, you're yeah. just feeling that part of it too. So you get home, even if you get home at like at 9.30 at night, but if you've been out visiting accounts since four o'clock in the afternoon, like it's a long ass day. Man. It's a long day. You're probably doing a few hours of work before you even went out yeah. and all that good stuff. Which I, I mean, all my calls are in the morning, so it's like right. whenever I need a call, whenever we're talking about, um, you know, like like Aberlour's plans for the future and and events and, and statuses, you know, and things. Yeah. It's always in the morning, hmm. so I'm up early to the call. And once you're up and dressed and you, yeah. you've been on the call, like you can't go back to sleep, you no. know. So often running on four or five hours sometimes, six, seven hours, and it's like, ah, oh, God. Yeah, it's just important to take care of yourself. I was just reading today an article in Forbes about how the third leading um, death in America is because of alcoholism, and all oh. of these deaths that accumulated, um, you know, smoking is up there, but then all of these secondhand deaths that come from drinking and driving, alcoholism, yeah. a lot of the pressure that comes with it, and the millions of lives that have been lost over the last decade or so because of alcoholism yeah. is astonishing. I mean, you're up in the millions because of that, yeah. um, which is important, kind of goes back to about resetting your body. And for me, it was uh, about... About a month ago, um, I actually had a, a light week. Uh, I think I might have even had a whole weekend off, which is rare, which should be out there talked about too because most time you have Sunday off. Sundays are, Sunday is typically your one day and nothing's going on for the most part. Um, and just had you know a small glass of whiskey after dinner while my wife and I were like watching a show or whatever, and she's like, well, why are you drinking tonight if you don't have to? And I'm like, well, I'm just having a small glass of whiskey, like maybe three quarters of an ounce and she's like yeah but you don't have to drink tonight and didn't even really think much of it and it, but it stayed with me too at the time um after the fact and yeah. it led me to that point where like i said i finally said like i'm not gonna drink today at this whiskey festival and didn't it wasn't hard at all because like i said don't have a problem don't have to drink it's just a matter yeah. of you want to and have a good time you want to support your brand in that cause as well and just it kind of keeps it kinda keeps you going throughout the night too having not like you're not having to drink every time you finish to get another one but just consistently having one throughout yeah, the I evening. Think. But finally, it was about, it was a matter of time of, it was a needed time of resetting and um, even was out with uh, a client, um, kind of a client, whatever it would be, at a, a nice bar and they're like, oh, what are you going to get? I'm like, I'm not drinking tonight. And they're like, oh, why? I'm like, I've just been trying to reset. And I'm a brand ambassador. Yeah. I need some time off. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they totally understood it. At first, they kind of were, had a skeptic eye of like, how are you a brand ambassador? First time meeting this person. It's like, you know, I just, uh, I've been going at it pretty hard lately and need to take a break. And then uh, I was telling, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but I know I don't have, I don't really have a, uh, um, uh, a, uh, 
oh, what's the word for it? But um, when you're always, uh, oh, sorry, I know I'm an addictive mind, but I have a competitive mind. Yeah. So once I start something, I want to go full on. And so that's when I was like, every day I'm like, ah, I'm not going to drink today. And I would send out these little cryptic messages on Instagram. Like, Five days. Making, making, making fun of myself and trying to be like self-effacing and all that stuff just to kind of go with it because I hate when people say like, I'm going dry January for the month and give you an update every day because I'm like, just if you just don't want to drink, just don't drink. Yeah. Don't have to tell me about it. Don't have to broadcast it out to the world. So so the last time, the last time I took a long time off, I took nine months off in 2014. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, and it was easy. Yeah. It was easy, man. Yeah, and once you it. get, once you get into it, yeah, but once you start, like it's so easy to stay off it. By the third day, you're just kind of like, yeah, oh, it's not a part of my daily activity. Yeah, and the other thing as well was, I think as well, what our problem is is that everywhere we go is accessible. Yeah, it's, like yeah, accessible. everything we do is around booze. Everything. Well, even like you go to a meeting at a bar, not a meeting, but just like a drop, a pop in, say hello, and they're like, do you oh, want a, do you want a cocktail? Yeah, you're like, oh, a cocktail? Uh, uh, a whiskey honest, sour. I'm just here to. Say hi, you know, like talk about this event we have coming up or talk about potential tasting, whatever it may be. And I, I'm, it's grateful that these people are very courteous to us, but you're also like, it's, it's, it's not hard to say no, but it's also very easy to say yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, and no one ever pushes you, right? So no, it's nice. No. Like no one's ever like, oh, go on, have one more. Yeah. And it's like, nah, like that's not happening. But, um, you know, the only time you get that is at those consumer festivals. Oh, like, like take a shot with me. Like, oh, so like I remember at that one, um, a couple of Saturdays ago. Yeah, well, okay. When was that? Two weeks ago? Uh, Two weeks past on Saturday. Yeah, 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 something like that. I uh, was like yawning in the middle of the of the second one, <laughs> and uh, the second session, and someone's like, "Oh man, are you just are you tired, or are you just real drunk from drinking all day?" I'm like, "I haven't drank anything all day," and they're like, "Yeah, right." I'm like. I haven't. And wouldn't even believe you about it. Like, wow. Like, and there was that guy that was fucking throwing yeah. Topo Chico's at us, which was brilliant. Oh, yeah, definitely. The guy did the job. Stay hydrated that way. With a delicious mineral water. But it's, it is hard for people to believe that at festivals, I mean, like, I was, and I was that one I was intently focused on not drinking or just not drinking at all. I guess I wasn't intently focused on it, but just told myself, hey, I'm not going to drink today. But most of those things, I have maybe a glass of whiskey. Yeah, because it's you're just talking and spewing out information the entire time. You need something to perk you up. Yeah, it's just kind of a little thing to get you going. But other than that, there's no time to drink in between. Um, But it's um, it's something that you have to just be careful with your body because you can fall in the trap of which I was down this entire year. It's been it's been a very busy year. Trip typically January and February aren't that busy in months. This year has been different, which is outstanding. We always have have burns, obviously, in January, which is chaos Mm -hmm, because you got to do the event and the drinks and all that kind of stuff. So that was a bit crazy, but yeah, it's been um, and it's been good numbers wise. January, February for us been really good. So you know, um, yeah. It's definitely... And that's kind of the thing like with me doing this podcast and this website. Um, I'm invited to things like that, which I'm so, so appreciative of. But then it turns into nights that I'm not being a brand ambassador. I'm out drinking. Yeah. And then it turns into me being a brand ambassador. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, like, oh, you're, you're for this company. So those nights, even though I want to go to those events, not intent on working, I end up working, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, which People are like, oh, we should get a drink sometime. Take my number. Here's my car. Drop exactly, me an email. Exactly, exactly. Let's do this. Yeah. And, and, and now, if you're thinking, if you're listening to this, the eight of you that are listening to this, mm. if you guys are, are listening and now. thinking, um, oh, like, that sounds like, that, that doesn't sound like work. Like, 
Unfortunately, that's like the one part of the job that you can never escape from. If you're in a bar, you're working. <laughs> like if you, if you, are, I think if you're at any kind of one of these events with industry, yeah, you're you got to be on your best behavior. Like the days of being mm. able to, of being able to just whip it out and, and go crazy a little bit, they're over. Yeah, they're over because you're twenty four seven working for this brand, you mm. know, and you're twenty four seven the face of this brand. Right, so, it's very important to um, realize that. Yeah, yeah, and I think just to go back to the previous point, you know. If anyone is out there and you feel like you might be struggling a little bit with the booze, take a couple of days off. And after a quick coronavirus check, <laughs> Wilson is back from selling a whiskey barrel down the street to in my living room. How long did we go for? Uh, that was about an hour and 15 minutes. Jesus Christ, man. I, didn't, I, was I blink. Long. I blink and Dude, I, this I podcast I goes even, by me. I didn't, think I didn't even look till 45 minutes in and I was like, what? shit. That's awesome. Um, but we, have a little, we have a little coffee now with us. A little yeah, French press. A little pick me up. Um, but uh, Wilson, we were also just talking about the entire time while you were gone doing yeah. business um, about the life of ambassador, taking some breaks from drinking yeah. and taking a break from the life itself a little bit here and there. Yeah. Keeping yourself in check. Yeah, you know, that I find that to be tough for me. Um, yeah. And you know me as long as you have and know how I go about business. It's it's just tough for me to even from to set those self, call it, uh, boundaries or lines for myself because I just, I don't know. Limitations. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just can't. I don't know why. I think because I put too much of myself into what we do. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know? 100% do. Yeah, so then it's just like, it's if I if I was like two-faced, I think I'd be able to do that. So I'd be able to take the week vacations like a lot of reps do and whatnot, yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, distributor representatives and whatnot. And the thing as well is Union Horse <laughs> is so small, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. a, little, a little advice. Yeah. Um, you can go away for a week. <laughs> And it's all still here, apparently. And, and whiskey will still be. Yeah, fun, because uh, as we've alluded to, Jake was in the Caribbean last week. Yeah, Jake um, was sponsored by still can't get over Beam Centauri. But uh, I, which I never plan on doing. I don't like trips, but <laughs> it was having four days off. Yeah, and coming back, I almost forgot the difference between on and off premise. Um, <laughs> But I think it's all still here to sell. Yeah, I, you know, and you're up. That's a very good point. So you know, I've I've actually Union Horse was really has been very supportive in everything that I've done. Yeah. They've given me full autonomy to of the market and so on and so forth. And they've been very supportive. And anytime I needed anything or need anything, they're immediately to respond. So that being said, example is last. You know, you shout get, out to Union Horse. Yeah, shout out to uh, Damien and to Patrick and to April and to Chris and to Eric and to Mary and to everyone, Travis, everybody out there. I'll get to see them next month. So, um, with all, if, if God allows, you know, and um. But like you know, you how you know how you get your perk of two weeks vacation, whatever. So yep. I used literally three days of that last week, and at the end of the year, you know, if you don't use them, you lose them. So I wrote to them, and I'm like, hey, like you sex. know, yeah. I was just like, dude, I I well, didn't take any time. <laughs> it's true. If you use it's true. it, you lose. When it. you're my age, yeah. You, Is it true? Yeah. <laughs> if when you're my age, you need pills, you need sticks, you need. <laughs> Damn, man. What the fuck is going on here, yeah, boys? Are, so they were damn. cool enough to roll over a full week, you know, um, into 2020. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the, but they're like, we're going to do this, but you have to take this. I mean. You know, so I nice. made it a point. So I'm going to go. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna go to for, I'm going to leave for a full week after the week before Whiskey Week. Oh. I'm going to be take, 
next week. Take the week off. Oh, to Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to go to Kentucky and do that. And I think I think honestly, I think to Jake's point, you know, I think that taking time off from this job is so important. You know, and I always breathe, and I always tell Jake, "Don't be me." (laughs) He does. I always say that to him, but I've never been. And then Brittany reiterates the point: "Don't be Wilson." (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, man, you know, the thing is honestly, like. But I was close to day, being you because in the Caribbean, and I was said I'm Puerto Rican. That got you far, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, ah, they would have loved that. Um, so, one of the things that's really important for me is that, like, while I love this job and I love whiskey and I love Scotch because it represents where I'm from. Yeah, of course. One of the most important things is for that me, Scotland, um, Scotland. You from Scotland? Um, is that is is that a real accent? What's your guys' internet like over there? I've I've actually been asked that before. Um, shout out to stupid Americans everywhere. Uh, shout out to Lindsay too. She's been really cool about me, and she's always on my ass about it. My sisters as well, Lydia, Colleen, Lisa, Edie, all those girls too. So Wonderful. Sorry not to interrupt. You. Um, no, no, no. But before, yeah, go on. Well, I was just gonna say before we wrap up here, um, we had a couple of questions from the internet focused towards you. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. One from uh, Sam Nash Green. Sam Nash Green. Sam Nash Green. Whiskey Psalm. Um, when can Callum come back to LA and drink with his friends who he ditched? Smiley um, face emoji. Funny thing is, I don't remember any friends back in LA. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Next question. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'd love to go back to LA. Uh, honestly, I like LA to visit. Yes, but, man, honestly, Chicago is the place I want to be. And so I won't go back until work kind of sends me back to LA. I've been thinking about going back to Oakland to see my friends in Oakland um, mm. and, and San Jose and things like that. But going down to LA, Sam, I don't know, man. I think you should maybe come up to Chattown because I went down to LA. Um, I think you should come up to Ch- Chai City, maybe find a time when Jake's here because I know that he really wants to see you. Yeah. Um, My friend, I love you, but it's Chai City, not Chai City. Okay? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just being a fucking T. I'm just being a wank. I'm just being a wank. just being like a stupid Scotsman. Oh, yeah. What's your internet like over there? Are you guys like <laughs> yeah, smoke signal? You can't say Chai City. Chai City. I agree with you. can't say Chicago. Just don't say it. The LA aspect. Our dear friend at... Um, uh, Brett Brower over at the wonderful and only oh, Sagamore Spirit. Sag. He uh, asked Double the question. B. What is the meaning of life? Oh. Why is the sky blue? We actually already answered that question. We all we already talked about that. Actually. And uh, number three, will you move to Guam and/or Puerto Rico and make bourbon with me? Well, first of all, I would love to move to Puerto Rico yeah, to make bourbon. That would same be absolutely that. insane. Yeah, I think we should actually do that. That would be that insane. Would be so say, yes, well, I would 100% move to Puerto Rico to make... Now, is he asking one of us particularly? I'm not sure if he's asking me, but he directed it towards the Keen Lake account, which I, I, I make that everybody's, everybody's account. This is an inclusive section oh, account well, of the podcast. Bueno, since two of us speak fluently... <laughs> yeah, I mean, what we could do and is the Jake, other one could be the face. We could park. We could park. It. We could park handsome Jake in the in the distillery. Yes, well, take a lot could, of photos of him, mm. and me and you could hit the market. There we go. Because you know, I don't really hit the market. I don't believe in that. No. <laughs> as long as you hit it with something. According to Marty around. Duffy. Stop. Yeah. Marty called you out on that. <laughs> he called you out on the market. No, I don't. On the one that. year anniversary podcast, he's like. Uh, what do you say? Something like having Buddy Dummy's like taking shots at us all. Yeah, I was, I was like, it's such a blue too. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. He's like, something about that. um, I don't know I, what the reference was. We'll go. I'll go back and listen to the tapes and present yeah, it on episode sixty-two do. of the podcast. I, I did not I hear like, that. I was like, what? I'm Damn, like, he's throwing shots how many whiskey fests you see me at, Marty? Show, he also uh, questions me. He thinks I only wear fedoras at whiskey fests to look cool. 
Oh, see, that's well, that's not. Now he's going down. That's not. You know what, Marty? Um, so I told not Brett. The case. I told Brett the meaning of life <laughs> was honesty. I think that's the beginning. I think that's a good place to wrap it up, baby. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Callum, thank you for coming on and explaining the meaning of life guys. and the meaning of ambassador guys. life. Thank you so well. much for having me. Um, anytime. Sorry for anything. That I think this is my. Is this my fifth time? Away. We can't. We lost track somewhere. Damn, that's great, man. I'm basically like a. I'm basically a co-host now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You've replaced Matt Brown. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Brown. Shout out to Matt Brown. <laughs> what official, Matt, official Matt Brown Matty fan club. Uh, love you. Um, come back on the podcast anytime um, <laughs> with your bosses, though. They keep you in check. But you can come back on anytime, too, because we love you and your tie-dye shirts. Wilson, thank you for coming back in the middle of your work day. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, um, yeah. Mondays are always a weird day in this industry. Monday is a very weird day in this industry, yeah. So um, other than that, yeah, absolutely. Other than that, everybody, thank you for listening. Sorry about taking the week off. It'll never happen ever, ever again.